welcome to the Paid and Exposure Podcast, a podcast about helping our community of photographers to reach the next level in their business. We just leveled up. Now here's your host, Charlotte photographer, Gavin B. Can I just pay you an exposure? I don't know why I still got that there. It doesn't even matter. Yo, welcome back everybody. It's your boy Gavin, aka Gavo, aka whatever you call me, whatever you want to call me. Just make sure when you see me. Please be respectful. I have a special guest in here today. But before we get there, I need everybody to do me a favor. I need you to get on Instagram. I need you to get on Facebook and look up the Paid and Exposure podcast. And then once you get done with that, if you are a photographer, and only if you're a photographer, because I know how some of y'all get, you don't listen, you don't read, you just start joining stuff, and I don't need you doing that because you will get rejected. But if you're a photographer or videographer, please look up the uh, No More Pie group on facebook um it's super dope we talking about everything from equipment to stories we're giving advice um i'm just in there usually the time just making sure people get accepted so i don't think i run the whole group i really don't but i want to thank everybody who is in there anywho um and we don't got snapchat oh i am on youtube shamir's dream please look me up please that's something i need to start remembering to say every podcast but whatever man y'all know how it's been um i have been away for a little bit but we are back to finish up this season strong because I promised the hair wraps and uh, lipstick podcast that I won't quit. Can't stop, can't, can't stop, won't stop. So we here. Anyway, that's all the bills we got to pay today. Um, special guest. First, before I let her introduce herself. Y'all know this podcast was only supposed to be for photographers and videographers. Then I started noticing a lot of people aren't educated on certain things. So I had a model come on. Then I had an influencer come on. And I felt it was important to get a makeup artist. But I couldn't get just any makeup artist. And shout out to Ed, uh, Right Designs. He follows the podcast. Um, he sent me, he's a plug on this one. He sent me somebody special. Been seeing her work all around Instagram, especially on his page. It's nice. She knows how to blend well. Because that's what I hate <laughs> when I be seeing people don't know how to blend. I got to welcome you to the podcast. How are you doing today, ma'am? I'm doing great. What is your name? Please tell them. Well, my name is Crystal, Crystal Jennings, uh-huh. and I'm a makeup artist. I own my own company. It's called About Face Makeup Artistry. There you go. So first off, where are you from? I'm originally from St. Louis, born and raised. How do you get all the way to the South? Oh, it's a long story. A long story? So- <laughs> it's a campfire story. Okay. So you in the Midwest. Yes. So let me ask you this. That's actually a good question because I had no idea. Um, in the Midwest, were you doing makeup back then? Um, I started off, I had moved to Chicago around like 2011 and I took an interest in it then. Um, always was the type of person to go get my face made up and I thought it was cool. You know, you would go into the Macy's and see the girls at the Mac counter and Uh they got the music going, they got the black on and their faces are all beat. And I used Mm -hmm. to love just get my face done. And I was thinking like, I would like to do this, you know? (laughs) And um, couldn't afford uh, going to makeup school because Chicago did have like a couple of makeup schools. Um, couldn't afford it. Single mom, three boys. Uh-huh. Um, and then somebody said, hey, YouTube University. Absolutely. And um, they showed me a couple of videos and I got addicted. Oh I couldn't goodness. stop watching. Yeah. So we going to have a good podcast today because we're going to talk about everything from inclusion to Trash makeup brands, overrated makeup brands. Oh, but before yeah. we get there, um, so you're in Chicago mm-hmm. at the time, and that's when I'm guessing you started. Um, 
Is it different? Is the makeup industry different from, like, let's say here in North Carolina versus Chicago? Is it, or is it kind of the same everywhere you go? I'm I'm starting to see that this it's the same. It's, okay. You know, I follow a lot of different makeup artists and a lot of different makeup companies, and I mean they they stretch as far as uh, Nevada, Alabama, Mississippi. Absolutely. You have a lot of dope artists um, across the U.S. It's just crazy. So it's really been like a big trend. It's just like growing and growing and growing. It absolutely is. I tell photographers all the time when I meet them. Um, I got started because. I kind of got the ball rolling with my Instagram because I always kept tagging. I kept using makeup artist tags. Mm-hmm. And all the girls who was doing makeup was telling their friends to book me. And they was like, oh, I do their makeup. So it started growing. So I was definitely using right. y'all community to make it work. So, <laughs> yes. um, so tell me, like, what was it like just getting started? Because it was a hobby. But something changed for you that it was like, I can make this a business. But let's let's look at that hobby first. Like, how was that? Well, I really appreciate this interview because a lot of people want to know my story on uh-huh. that. Um, well, like I said, I started YouTubing and okay. I started buying cheap brands. Okay. Uh, and I mean, well, cheaper brands. I was going to the drugstore. Yeah. I, I couldn't afford Mac and uh-huh. all of the, the name brands that you see now, um, such as um, NARS and Makeup Forever. So I was doing uh-huh. a Maybelline and a CoverGirl and I started with that. Um, I remember going to the um, art store buying brushes for a dollar. Really? Okay. And I just was practicing every day. Eyes are the hardest thing. The brows, the eyeshadow, but I was practicing every day. And um, it was just me. I was my own model. I was taking pictures of myself. I would look at those pictures and I could critique my work, you know, Uh and then um, ended up getting married and moved to Detroit because that's where my husband uh, lived okay. at the time. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, was still doing myself. And then a, a good friend of mine, actually, she's my best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, hi, Thelma. Shout out she, to her. Yeah, shout out to my girl, <laughs> my bestie. And uh, she just told me, she said, you need to start doing people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I'm scared, <laughs> you know, because women, we are so particular about our hair, our nails, our makeup. And I was like, what if I mess up? You Absolutely. know, I don't want to go through that. So um, anyway, uh, put a, couple, a few flyers out there, and it just caught on, just word of mouth. And That's I started doing is. it. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. And the, the funny thing was is that I started off with like $7 bottles of, of foundation. Nobody knew what I was using. But then I started making so much money, I was able to go get those $50 bottles yeah. of, of, of foundation and $75 you know, eyeshadow palettes. It was crazy. Why do you feel like, um, this is totally off script. Mm-hmm. Why do you feel like, what do you feel like getting your makeup done does for a woman or for whoever's getting it down? I have personally seen it boost self-esteem. Absolutely. I have, I have seen it give confidence to mm-hmm. people. Um, I've had all types of walks of life sit in my chair. Absolutely. I've had cancer patients who have lost their hair, mm-hmm. um, eyebrows, mm-hmm. and um, they sit in my chair and I recreate all of that. Yeah. So basically, I'm already enhancing the beauty that's already there. Absolutely. Um, I've, I've had women who's been, you know, who've been physically, mentally, emotionally abused sit mm-hmm. in my chair. Um, I get the calls. I've gotten hugs. 
uh, tears. Yeah. Uh, people will text me and say, you know, my husband hasn't looked like this, you know, looked at me like this in like five or 10 years. And he Absolutely. couldn't, he couldn't kick, take his eyes off me all night, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, I get it all. So I would say it's a big self-esteem booster. I, I bet it is. So you was talking about how you kind of was working in the flyer days. And I mm-hmm. remember those days because when I first started off, I was putting up flyers places and mm-hmm. you know, boards and getting them created and getting them printed off and passing them out. And this things, times have changed. You don't necessarily have to do that now. Right. Um, some people still do. And some people it works for, it works for them. But what other changes have you seen in this industry since you've gotten started? Um, well, like I said, I was doing my flyers on, on Microsoft Word. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I would say social media is a big, 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 Absolutely. oh okay. my gosh. It's like, what would we do without it? Um, Instagram was out then, but I didn't know how to work it. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, pretty soon I started thinking like, okay, it's just where I could just, you know, I could just post pictures and have a portfolio of yeah. my family and everything. And then I started seeing people, you know, promoting the business. And I caught on really quick and I was like, wow. Um, So I would say social media is like a huge, huge part where you can advertise um, the ads that you could pay for. Um, It's just it's just dope. It's just dope. It's like now the the day of the yellow pages is just totally gone. Gone. All you have to do is hashtag (laughs) barbershop, hairstylist, makeup artist and everybody pops up. And there's a picture of their work, so you can pick and choose. You know, you just not taking a chance. You can kind of see what they're doing. Yeah, so it's changed. Shout out to the person who was uh, just listening to her saying, "What's the yellow pages?" Because somebody probably don't know. Okay, like somebody <laughs> younger who's like, "What's the yellow pages?" Oh but, my god, the yellow pages! I don't know when they got rid of them, but I remember the yellow pages. They still so, try to do digital stuff, but they trash. Yeah, but it was a thick. <laughs> Big, big Bible, big. like it was so thick, man. It was about about four or five inches thick, and it had every single business in the city listed Absolutely. in there in alphabetical order. And it was just business. They also used to have the white pages. Remember that was yep. everybody's phone home number. phone number. My but yeah, our number up yeah, our book, so nobody right. calling us. Um, so let's talk about makeup for a second. But before mm-hmm. we get to we kind of talked about the brands you don't like. Let's actually talk about clients. Um, what's one thing you wish clients knew? And I, I'm talking about in the booking process when coming with you. Because I think, so for me as a photographer, I have people that hit me up and say, hey, I'm, you know, I need to find a makeup artist. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, cool. And sometimes they think that their makeup is going to take 30 minutes. Because at home, right before they go to work, they're like, oh, I put on some foundation, blah, blah, blah. I'm mm-hmm. good and I'm out to doing 30. So it should, since she's a professional, it's only going to take 30 minutes. What's some things you wish that they understood besides the fact that it don't? Well, like um, there's several things that okay. I wish that they knew. First of all, makeup doesn't take 30 minutes. I mean, if it does take 30 minutes, I'm wondering what kind of a job it is. <laughs> Um, it literally takes me about 45 minutes to an hour. Um, mm-hmm. And it really depends if I'm getting really creative. It can be an hour and 15. Yeah. Um, you know, I wish that they knew that, you know, how much that it takes more than 30 minutes. Also, I get those clients who are like, I just want my eyes done. I don't do just eyes. <laughs> I don't do just eyes. I have to do the whole thing because it's I don't absolutely. want that client to go on Facebook or Instagram and be like, about face makeup, did my makeup. And it's my eyes that I did, yeah, exactly. but then it's her foundation and it looks horrible. Absolutely. I, you know, I don't want that to be advertised. And 
Another thing I wish that my clients knew is that when, when they sit in my chair, I don't like them to run my chair. Um, they're basically telling me how to do the makeup. It's okay to tell me what you want, but when you get to giving me instruction, it's like, why you didn't do it yourself? Oh yeah. Yeah. I get them. Or they'll say, you know, I don't want any lashes. And I'm like, if you want the full effect, you have to, I mean, we don't have to do dramatic, but if you want the full effect and you want it to look nice, I mean... Why would you want some bald headed eyes? I, I mean, that's <laughs> that's just what that's just what I tell them. But Sorry, yeah. most of my clients are pretty easy going. But I, I get those bad apples sometimes. I bet. Um, is it one lesson that you possibly learn? You know, in this entrepreneur journey that changed your life? Yes. Um, to basically give my clients an experience. Mm. I learned. Do not understand how no, it is. no. I learned from a couple of uh, business women in Detroit, and I'll shout out to her, Christina Benjamin, shout out, and Stephanie Anderson, shout out. Both of them are phenomenal hairstylists, and uh-huh. they gave me a lot of business tips. I was a client of theirs, and I remember uh, Christina. You know, she basically told me she was like, "Get you a chair, get you a ring light." Bring that, you know, have your case, have on your black, get your logo, get your, all mm-hmm. of that when you go. Because I was doing a lot of traveling. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't to where I had, where, you know, clients were coming to me. Absolutely. When they booked me, I was spending going my there. gas and mileage going to them. Absolutely. So when I showed up with the case, with the light, with the chair, and I'm talking about the high studio chair, they felt like they were in Hollywood, like, Absolutely. oh my God, you know? <laughs> and, um, you know, when they come to my house, I try to offer them something to drink, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm real vibrant. I'm playing music yeah. according to the, you know, the age group. Yeah. If it's somebody that's 21, I'm, I'm playing, uh, you know, Megan Thee Stallion. Oh, but if it's somebody 55, I might play some Luther <laughs> or gospel if it's if I have a, um, you know, a church lady. But um, yeah, but, you know, I try to give them an experience that they can remember. And your personality has a lot to do with it. Do you notice none of this is what I told you we was going to talk about? This is what happens when you come on this podcast. We just go off script sometimes. So, go ahead. Do you notice other makeup artists who aren't striving in the business because their business is wrong? I like do. Like the way they conduct business? I do. What do you, um, what advice could you offer them? Because this, I, and I'll say this because somebody's going to listen to this podcast just because they're hating on you and they want to hear what you got to say. And that's right? fine. And that's we fun. welcome, welcome, welcome to the come podcast. Come on, come please, on in, come on please, in. Please come into the Come in the door. Come in the door. <laughs> come in the door. So, what what advice could you offer those individuals? Because I notice it in photographers. Some have terrible business practices and mm-hmm. they don't understand what's going wrong. But what's one thing you will offer to them? The one thing I offer, and I do see some artists, um, no one wants to learn from anyone else. Mm-hmm. I take classes any possible way I can. Preach. I feel like I'm 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 dope. But I can be doper. Absolutely. And there's always somebody out there that can teach you. Mm. You have to stay up to date on your craft. Mm-hmm. You know, because you still got people who do makeup like they did in the 1970s and mm. 80s. And that's not what the trend is anymore. You know, that the real thin eyebrows, the, the you know. You over here talking trash. Right. So... <laughs> Right, but I think <laughs> I, I, I think I've seen some artists who think they are so good that they don't have to learn from anyone else, and their work is suffering from that. Um, you know, because clients pick up on it. 
Right, because techniques change, different mm-hmm. tools come out, different products come out. And if you want to stay on top of the industry and make your money, you it's always good to learn from a professional. I mean, someone that, you know, can teach you something different. Absolutely. And, and what I do personally is that if I know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. I'm going to take something, whether I learned two or three things out of that class, I'm going to take that and I'm going to you know, mix it with what I already know and put my own signature on it. Absolutely. That's what you do. And I just hate to see when those artists be like, eh, you know, I'm too good. And I ain't got to take nobody's class. I need to be taking one of mine. No, that's not the attitude to have. It, it It's not. And, um, I tell photographers this all the time. Shout out to my photographers that's listening. But mm-hmm. I always tell them, I say, you can learn something from anybody. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just learn their mistakes and say, I'm going to avoid that. And, you know, one of the greatest things that happened to me is when I, when I got married, um, I had a photographer I looked up to and I hired him to be my wedding photographer. And it was like great because he did a good job. But then I also learned different practices he did from, you know, contracts to how he handles business to how he delivers things, the way Mm -hmm. he kept us informed. And I also noticed what I didn't like that he was doing. Um, But, and it wasn't a lot because I didn't shout, shout out to Designs by JK. We've worked together, you know, me and him have talked and he, I contacted him was like, yo, I need help on this. And he, he did that. Now, certain things that work for him that just don't work for me, mm-hmm. that comes into like the things I didn't like. But I learned so much. And I, you know, I noticed there is a lot of photographers out there. They swear they God's gift and mm-hmm. nobody ain't working with them. That's <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. we've noticed, you know, um, brand representation. Mm-hmm. We don't go from it to, well, we're going we're gonna to stay on the makeup part. Um, there's a lot more, you know, everybody knows about Fenty, but there's other black owned makeup companies out there. Oh my God. And there's other, um, you know, women of color stepping up in the makeup industry and, you know, showing their faces, letting people know like, Hey, we own this part and we, you know, we with this brand. Why do you think that's so important? Because I imagine when you first got started, it wasn't as prevalent. You Mm -hmm. know, of course, everybody knows about Rihanna you know taking off with the makeup off. industry and yes which is great and um mm-hmm. but there's other brands out there but why do you think that's important to see that representation of black women or black men whoever in is in that industry and you know showing their faces and being represented i think it's important because people need to know that black people are capable mm. we get this stigma that you know we are the uneducated minority Mm -hmm. um, that we don't have the business savvy that we don't have the skills of what it takes like I'll I'll shout out one girl um, Supercent Mm -hmm. she's the owner of uh, Crayon Case Uh that was the girl you might have heard about it you may not, not know her face but you know, she made a million dollars in one day. Mm-hmm. I don't even about- I, on two separate occasions, I believe. I think it was a Black Friday and a Cyber Monday uh-huh. or something like that. And I mean, when you see her, she's from the hood, from 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 New Orleans. She's got yep. the gold grill and everything, <laughs> and she keeps it real. But I really, really admire her because yeah. this girl went from basically single mom with nothing to mm-hmm. where she has her own million dollar warehouse. Yeah. Where they house all of these different products. Um, Juvia's Place. Juvia's Place is another brand. She's doing really good. Um, we need that type of exposure. Shout out to Essence and some of the other um, 
black-owned magazines who have gave us exposure to let people know that we exist Absolutely. and that we have the knowledge yeah. to put a business together and keep it afloat. Yep. I mean, I don't know too many who can make a million dollars in one day. Um, I mean, you have some that can, but I mean, when it comes down to women of color... Yep. That says a lot, and that's and that's and she's new to the game. So mm-hmm. imagine when she's in the industry for the next five or ten years, what she may be capable to, capable of doing. So you know, it's dope. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. we about to shout out some brands. We're gonna figure out if they want to be shout out or not. It's gonna okay. be too late. Okay. Let's talk about some brands that's underrated at first. Let's do that. Um, Makeup brands that you follow or that you know about or. Um, Things of that nature. Let's talk about that. Underrated. Um, uh-huh. Let's see. I would say, you know, drugstore, Maybelline has a really good line of uh, foundations now called really? Maybelline Fit Me. Yes, they have every color. Um, I have a makeup artist that I collab with. She's in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh-huh. Uh, she uses it faithfully. Really? And it, it's affordable. Yeah. And, and, but it does the trick. It looks good. So I would say that a lot of the drugstores don't don't get the clout. Um the ones that I think that are overrated. Uh oh, this is what we here for. <laughs> overrated. I, I'm sorry to say, Mac. Mac is overrated. Mm. Mac was on top for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, I like some of their products, but I find now that I don't buy a lot of them because there's so many different ones out there um, that that are better. Um, what kind of made me feel like Mac was going under the industry is when I started to see Ulta Beauty. Start selling their products. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a good sign. You know, I believe. I'm serious. I mean, you, you got all of these standalone stores and these um, corporate stores or whatever, but um, Ulta selling your stuff. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I love I love my Ulta. I have an account there. I love them. But I'm just saying when somebody else has to sell your stuff. And then yeah. um, that says a lot. Then um, Sephora is one of the makeup stores that I like. That was one of the stores that uh, was probably going to go under. I heard rumors about it. Ulta Beauty is on top. Ulta Beauty taking the game. Yeah. Um, but Sephora, from what I heard, Fenty is what saved them from mm. going under because people buying Fenty like crazy. Yeah. Now, particular Fenty, no, no, no disrespect to Rihanna, and I've I've, I've used just a couple of her products. It's a little dry. I've used her foundation <laughs> sticks, and I'm not really fond of stick foundation sticks. Uh-huh. But um, you know, I, I guess I got to give it a little bit more of a chance, but. I think some of the things are just too expensive. And there's a lot of different um, products out there that are just as good or even better that mm-hmm. don't cost as much. You mm-hmm. know, I, I I mean, just because it's Rihanna, we're going to put an extra $10, $15 on it. I, you know, mm-mm, mm-mm. And I think, well, you know, sometimes people get caught up in the hype. The hype, excuse me. And mm-hmm. what happens is uh, these brands take advantage of that. They and do. They know. They say, oh, okay, they're they willing to spend or they're willing to show up. So let's act. Let's add on the extra 10 and let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> the main reason why you're here, I mm-hmm. think we might touch on that first. Mm-hmm. Um, I work with a lot of models mm-hmm. or air quotes models. Mm-hmm. I saw your page. You do. You have a great work, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh-huh. And um, I work with a lot of models, but a lot of times um, I never get to meet the makeup artist, right? Okay. So sometimes 
Sometimes I do. Sometimes, you know, now what's more recently happening is I have makeup artists reach out to me and say, hey, um, if you can get a model, I want to work with you. Let's figure out something. So before mm-hmm. we get to that part, but mm-hmm. I wanted to have you on because I kind of wanted to go through the first half. And by the way, my wife, half of those questions was her questions. Cause we I was here. wondering who made those <laughs> questions up. Okay. It was, it was, was like, oh, I want to know this. I want to know that. I want to know this. And I was like, okay. Good, 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 good. Hopefully, this is probably the only episode she listens to because she don't listen to the rest. You got great questions though. She did, she did great. (laughs) Wifey, you did real good. She, she (laughs) but um, there's a lot of. I did a photo shoot one time, and this is why this was important to me. I shot a girl, and the girl didn't like her pictures, and she said after the shoot, she said, "I just wasn't in the mood." Mm. And I said, and I was looking. And the pictures was bomb. I ended up posting them. And we got uh, tons of likes. And then she said, I'm starting to like my pictures. And then me and my wife was looking at her pictures. And um, I said, man, she don't look hydrated. I said, people underestimate that. So I was like, I wonder what makeup artists go through when they do makeup. And they see a model that shows up. And you can just tell she sees her stressed out. Or her mind is somewhere else. And I wonder. So I really, I have you here because I want to know tips that you can offer clients or models before they sit in your chair because i'm certain i'm sure there's some type of maybe it isn't i don't know i never got my makeup my makeup done so i'm asking you is there any tips or preparations that models could follow um before they get to you well yeah i've had a a couple models um that i can think of that you know from the door their energy was just just so negative absolutely um my tip is or tips is to just Come with a positive energy. Mm. Um, let the artist be creative and don't have high expectations of what you're going to look like. Mm. Um, every artist is different. Every artist does different. You know, they have, you know, different way that they do eyebrows or a different way they may highlight and contour. Mm-hmm. Um, and trust the work. You know, if you feel like you need to maybe look at the artist's page and check out her work before you sit down. Then be honest with the photographer and just be like, I don't really care for her work. Can I suggest somebody or can we find somebody else mm-hmm. before you get the artist there? Because like I said, we take out the time to get there, unpack, do the makeup. Sometimes we're there to do the touch-ups and everything. And, you know, just keep it real. I mean, yeah. because I know I would keep it real when it come down to me. But then again, also think about it. It's just a temporary look. It's not like it's permanent. Absolutely. Right. You know, it's not <laughs> like you're going to cut my hair off and my hair going to be like this for months before it grows back. It's just makeup. If you don't like it, wash it off. I mean, you know, when you get home, but yeah. it's just, it's, 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 it's just, it's, it's just something, like I said, it's just something temporary and just have a good positive attitude. Absolutely. Yeah, I think um, in our industry, and I'm speaking of this creative industry, mm-hmm. uh, attitude, it's not even our industry, it's every industry. Attitude goes a long way. It does. It, it, it creates a vibe. You start, you'll see things in a whole different light if you just be, mm-hmm. have a positive, even a neutral attitude. But mm-hmm. when you come in there and you, and you know, everybody goes through something. So if you come in there and you're upset, if you just need to take 10 minutes and say, y'all, Y'all, let me clear my head. Let me breathe right quick before we get started. And you just let all that stuff go before we get started. Mm-hmm. It changes everything. Right. Um, how do you feel about... Um, 
I hate when people come to me and they want me to photograph something and it's something I don't necessarily do or I'm not, um, I don't promote that I do that. Do you have that in your industry? Because I hate when people come to me and say, oh, okay, I want you to do like this crazy newborn type picture. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't shoot babies. You know, I just don't photograph oh. children. And they, uh, they no, I want you to do it. I'll let you try it. And then they get mad. Or does that happen where somebody comes to you and say, hey, I want to do this type of makeup. And you're like, hey, well, I really... That's not what I specialize in. I can do it, but, you know, whatever. Does that happen or not really? Um, I get the ones that around this time of the year, people want Halloween makeup. Absolutely. And I'm not a Halloween makeup okay. artist. I have not tried it yet. Uh-huh. But I'm not upset with them that they are asking me that. I think I'm upset with the fact that I don't know how. Okay. <laughs> because you got some dope artists who do, you know, glamour. And uh-huh. they know how to do Halloween. I really think if I took the time and I had the right tools and the makeup to do it, I think I could with some practice. Yeah. Um, but like I said, what kind of gets under my skin is that I'll be wishing <laughs> that I can do some dope stuff like that. And oh, I'll be mad like I, I can't. <laughs> you got you got a week. I'm sorry. Oh, no. No, but you know what? I'm good at recommending people. <laughs> You know, like, hey, you can go to her. Um, I've had people who would do half of a skull and the yeah. other half is beauty. I've collabed with artists um, back in Michigan on that. You, you know? Read. Yeah. We need you next Saturday or whenever Halloween is. What who you needs do? me? I don't know, but you got to do, do the skull. Oh, Lord. I'm not doing the cool. skull. I'll do the beauty side. Oh, I'll do the, the... She can do the beast. So I'll do the beauty. <laughs> so, um, I'm pretty sure there's some beef. Or there's some issues you might have had or that you've noticed or you've heard um, with shooting with photographers. And it's time, you know, you didn't did this makeup. The makeup is fire. You didn't sense it. You mm-hmm. sent the girl on her way or um, they get to the shoot. You hear it was a great shoot and you see them pictures and you like, what the hell happened to the Oh, Lord. Yes. <laughs> what, um, what do you, first of all, let me do this. What do you love? When no, and what do you love that a photographer does to your to your work? Because it's easy for me to I understand how photographers uh, can go off on the deep end when it comes to editing, but I also I never mind, let me shut up. Go ahead. Okay, okay. <laughs> now you fine. Um, first of all, shout out to Edward Wright. Shout out to Eddie Wright Design seventy five, I believe. Yeah, that's him. Yes. That's the that's the guy. Yes. Um man, I forgot how we hooked up. But I know I had to find him. Mm-hmm. Um, because I hashtag what I want. But no, what I hate the most is when they under edit it or they over edit it. Mm. I've seen both. Sometimes I see stuff in my makeup and it looked like someone took it with a cell phone. I'm like, what did he do? You know? Because, like I said, even as a makeup artist, none of us are perfect. But that's what the editing there is for. It's Absolutely. to take out, you know, the, the, the blemishes and get the, and get the under eye circles. Because, like I said, I can wear makeup. I'm 44 years old. I mm-hmm. still have the little bags that come through. I hate when I see that they haven't took any of that out. It's just ridiculous. Or the eyes look kind of yellow or the teeth look mm-hmm. yellow. and I mean, it just... I can't stand that. Then I can't stand the one that that over edited and it looks like a cloud. Oh my gosh. It's That's over the it face. Is. It almost looked like a Snapchat, a Snapchat Absolutely. filter. I call it the old porn filter because it's like 
It's like the girls, it's like a dreamy, like dreamy feel. And you know what I've noticed? It's the photographers who feel like they have to be creative and they feel like they have, they have to do something. Mm -hmm. I have to be an extra artist and they go way into the deep end. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. I can't stand that. So Ed, um, the reason why I like Ed is because he makes it look like skin. It's edited, it, yes. and I, but I can still see her pores. Absolutely, I can still see her hairs. Absolutely, uh, you know her on her eyebrows, her lashes, everything. Everything looks realistic. It's edited just enough. And Ed knows me. If I see something, I'll be like, Ed, you know what? Can you just you know go over that yeah. a little bit more? He'd be like, Yeah, you know, with no problem. Um, because like I said, even as a photographer, he may overlook something, but yeah. that's what we're here for. We're here to. To, you know, coach each other and, and, mm-hmm. and perfect each other's craft, you know, because we overlook stuff. Yeah. And I think it's important to have that relationship simply because um, I've been there. I You know, I've mm-hmm. sat on the couch and I've edited something and I've literally had my wife lean over like, what? What the hell are you doing? Mm-hmm. Either take your time, start over or just put the computer down. But then I've also had makeup artists who work with me and was like, hey, I didn't blend this well right here. Can you just blend that for me? And it's something that one as a man who's never gotten this makeup done before, mm. I never would have noticed. <laughs> um, and she know, and there's certain things that women don't notice, mm-hmm. um, but it's certain things that as a makeup artist you will see, and mm-hmm. you know exactly certain things. And it, it's it's amazing there. Um, so let's look at this. I I have this notion. Um, and this is my favorite question of the whole podcast. Mm-hmm. I have this notion that I've noticed that there's a lot of makeup artists. Um, I can't sit here and say that they're women of color. Um, but I've noticed, especially amongst makeup artists, some that are clearly not women of color. Sometimes they do everybody's makeup except women of color or people of color. Do you ever notice that? Do you pick up on that? Is that something Is that something in the makeup community, the makeup artist community that people notice? Like, yeah. okay, she doesn't do women of color and it ain't even just black women they might look and say oh we don't do latinas we don't do you know somebody from the pacific islands who are darker of a darker hue do you so how does that conversation go over what how does that make you feel i'm not sure i mean i've seen pages where you will have the caucasian artist and she all she has is caucasian models i've Mm -hmm. seen um you know african-american artists um, who have just black women on there because I mean, it's who we know. Yeah. I, I I don't. I try not to think that it's anything further than that okay. know, of someone actually refusing to service mm-hmm. someone that is um, of color. Uh, what I think it is, I think it's lack of knowledge that they That's don't what know what to use. Absolutely. And I say that from experience because um, as I was learning. I'm able now to look at an African-American woman's skin and know exactly what I need to mix up, what foundation I need to use to get it to the right shade. Mm-hmm. Um, and I struggle with my Caucasian clients because people think that, um, you know, she has white skin. It's only, you know, one or two shades that you can use. No, yeah. no, <laughs> no, no. Um, because you have yellow undertones, you have pink undertones, mm-hmm. you have women with freckles. Yeah. It's like, how do I cover those up and ma- and keep her looking like herself? Yeah. It's, 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 it's a lack of knowledge. And I have heard of clients who have went to Mac and there was a white artist that, 
that that did her face, and she, the foundation was too light. Yeah. Or she felt like she was too dark, or she felt like what they call casket ready, that they didn't know nah, how to mix up. The, right. It's <laughs> the ashy look. We call it casket ready. But the thing about it, I think it's just really lack of knowledge and what people don't know, they fear. Absolutely. And it's like, eh, I would rather not. Take the time to learn. Once Absolutely. again, that goes back to the artists that just feel like, you know, she don't have to. That's what those classes are for. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I notice um, the reason why I, I talk about that all the time is because in the photography community, it's the same thing. So I know it's a lot of photographers um, who only shoot black. I know some photographers who only shoot white, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I, I say that because um, people always ask me, they say, do you think it's a race thing? I'm like, no, nah, I don't think so. I said, um, a lot of times I just think they don't know how. They don't know how. Because yeah. they don't know what it's like to have someone who's um, darker and say, hey, do I shoot them at noon? Do I shoot them at five? Can If I had to shoot them at noon, could I? You know. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes they don't understand, but they know what if someone who's my complexion, they say, oh, I'm, I'm going to just take him outside, blah, blah, blah. You know, one of the funniest things was when I got married, my, my wife is uh, Puerto Rican, but mm-hmm. she's she's lighter than her sister and her brothers. So, mm-hmm. and she's a little bit dark. She's not a little bit. She's darker than me, clearly. But she's mm-hmm. um, she's more fair than the rest of her family. And so I told her, I said, when we get married, I said, um, we both said, and I we was like, we using somebody of color. Everybody pro- everybody who we working with is going to be a person of color. Mm-hmm. And so um, I told her, I said, the photographer ain't going to be too much. It's not going to be too hard simply because we both like, it ain't right. so much they can mess up it's whatever and so we laughed about that but i noticed i'm like you know i did a wedding this past weekend and the girl um the bride who was white told me she said i booked you simply because you know how to shoot black and white people mm-hmm. and she was like my husband is black i don't want his family too dark i don't want my family blown out she said so i'm pretty sure you can find that happy medium and i was like yeah we're gonna make mm-hmm. it happen so um last question before we get to the finale okay how does collabs work in y'all in your industry about to say this whole country with y'all. It so. works well for me. One okay. thing I can say, um, I, it'll be a year that I've moved to Charlotte come mm-hmm. next month. Uh, one thing I... Welcome. Thank you. But one thing I can say is that I have been plugged mm-hmm. and just given so many references, so much within one year, it's been crazy. Yeah. I collab with photographers. I collab with models. Mm-hmm. Um, I've collabed with... Um, uh, clothing line, shout out to Edgy Girl. They hire me for every shoot. Let's do it. Um, and like I said, when you can reach one or two people, that turns into a multitude of people. Absolutely. Um, you know, it it it. Some people worry about like how many followers that they have. Yeah. You know, I only got twenty seven hundred followers, but I really want a million followers. One thing people have to realize is that. Just because you got a million followers don't mean that all of those are supporters. Absolutely. A lot of those are spectators and haters. What? I can honestly say that my little 27 followers, I'm happy with them, but most of them, I would say probably about 80% of them are my clients. Absolutely. And the 20% are supporters. I I don't recall having anybody following me just to, you know, just to hate me. Yeah. But, yeah, like I was saying, um, you know, 
it's it's just been amazing how I've been plugged and I collab with with well, a lot of different people. People have been really good at saying, "Hey, I know so and so, so and so. I'm gonna give them your information to tag Absolutely. you." And next thing, I'm getting contacted out yeah. of the blue. Um, it's been it's been it's been great. That is beautiful. It's been beyond what I what I've ever imagined. So we get to the end of the podcast. Mm-hmm. And this is the Paid and Exposure Podcast. Please make sure you follow us on um Please Facebook, do. Instagram, <laughs> Please um, do. Before you give out your information, before we wrap it, wrap it up, mm-hmm. we just got finished on my collapse. Mm-hmm. But with this podcast, it's about exposure. Yes. And if you guys haven't been listening, go back, scroll to the last five minutes of every podcast, listen to everybody's exposure story. You will laugh and learn something. Um, what's yours? When has somebody ever came up to you and was like, hey, I want to work with you, but instead of paying you, this is what you're going to get. It be my celebrity. See, what, it be what is my that celebrity? Because like? I know it's <laughs> they think the cloud and everything you want to. So what is that like? I have had celebrities who, you know, they call it a promo or whatever. <laughs> and at first, I used to jump to them like, "Ooh, I can go do so and so so and makeup. I'm going, I'm going." Yeah. And they tell you from the gate that you're not going to get paid, but they promise that they're going to tag you. Yeah. And you see that they have a million followers, so you thinking like everybody's gonna follow you yeah. now, and you're gonna be out there, and somebody you know important gonna see you and hire you. I mean, you have all of these expectations. I have had celebrities tag me the wrong way, like misspell my name. Like I literally okay. had one um, celebrity. I well, I drove here for an event. She happened to be there. I did her face, and this girl had about twenty thousand likes. On the makeup and did not spell my 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 handle correctly. What? I was pissed. I know you was hurt. And so when <laughs> I did reach out to her, everybody was done liking it. Yeah, it was like it was too late when she corrected it. So true. I was I was so pissed. But one thing of advice is that um, I, you know I give to these 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 younger artists or the or the new artists mm-hmm. doing celebrities is not all that. It's not. The bulk of your money come from the regular clients. Yeah. Your your regular Joe Schmo, <laughs> Jane Doe. That's uh-huh. where they come from. Your money comes from them. And yeah, I mean, it's okay if you want a little bit of exposure, but don't dwell on if you never get that celebrity that you're not successful. Mm. Because most of the time they just, like I said, they want they want something for free. They may or may not tip you. Mm-hmm. Some of the times their attitude is horrible. Mm-hmm. I had one celebrity, she wanted to hold a mirror up to her face and watch everything I did. And it irked me. Um, <laughs> you know, or they just be like, well, you know, girl, I uh, I don't go for that. And don't take no picture of this. And I don't, don't post it. I, I, I don't. I, if, it, if I had my way, I mean, I wouldn't. If I did, I would have to have a really down to earth celebrity who yeah. would let me be me. Let me be creative. Trust my work and let me do my thing. Absolutely. Yes. Yo, first of all, thank you for coming on. You're welcome. Um, I know the emails back and forth. I my life has been hectic the last couple of weeks, but you I get stuck, it. You stuck with me, and I really, really appreciate oh, it. you answered my you. questions. We, it was great. I so, try to be professional. Give everybody. Let them know where they can follow you. Okay. All what? the information. Okay. That you want them to have. <laughs> well, I'm really just going to holler out the, the Instagram information. Mm-hmm. Um, my Facebook is more so for like family and friends Absolutely. and high school alumni. But um, 
I do have a page on Facebook. It's about face makeup artistry, uh, mm-hmm. LLC. So mm-hmm. you'll see that. But Instagram is where you can see all of my work. Um, mm-hmm. I do lessons. Um, I do uh, group class. You got a bunch of girlfriends that want to come over and drink some champagne, mimosas, and everything, and have a nice That's little cool. experience. I do those. Um yeah, but it's about face makeup one, and that's mm-hmm. the number one. About face makeup one is what I am on Instagram. Make sure y'all follow her. She will be tagged all, and I'm gonna make sure that I use the right name so you don't have to. About face makeup one. So you don't have to talk about me <laughs> talking about some heat and tag the wrong person. And mm-hmm. make sure y'all go and check out her interview on YouTube. It's live too, and it's on the Instagram too. So make sure y'all check it out. And um, I'm gonna holler at y'all next time.